Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the first uh, iteration of the Believe in SMU podcast. I'm your co-host, Stephen Peters, the publisher, writer, all things SMU rivals. And uh, with me, I have Brian McCann. Brian, introduce yourself because you've got a great background and I won't be able to do you justice, man. Go for it. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. Uh, Brian McCann, former SMU Mustang, played from 2006 through 2009. Um, was part of that first class to get back to a bowl game since the death penalty. Um, went on, played a few years in the NFL, and am glad to be back and involved in some capacity around SMU football and getting to share this platform with you, Stephen, and you know talk about some Mustang football. Yeah, man. Likewise, when I when they told me who we were getting uh, as my co-host for this, they reached out to me first and said we were going to get a player. Uh, your name popped up, and I was like, yes, we can get this guy for sure. Four-year starter. Um, you know, as you mentioned, first first uh, uh, team to get a program bowl game since the death penalty, like you just mentioned. That's you know that's huge, obviously. And then you know things have just been going good for the Mustangs program since then we had a little hiccup with uh June Jones but you know Sonny Dykes has come in and rectified everything and they are off and running man just talk about what you see with the program in general um personally I like the direction that the program is heading in I um be honest when we hired Sonny I wasn't excited wasn't upset about it but it just didn't excite me and um I'm glad to sit here today and say I couldn't have been more wrong I love what they're doing on the field. I love what they're doing for the players off the field. When you look at the life after ball program, um, a lot of these guys are getting their masters. So they're putting an emphasis on that education before these guys get out of here. And then also the environment that they have created for the alumni as well. We feel comfortable coming back around. They invite us to come to a lot of things and they're really making sure that we are aware that we are all one family. And, um, it's just a good feeling to have somebody that comes in and not only talks it, but also backs it up. Yeah, certainly, man. Uh, I like you. Um, it, let me, let me preface a little bit. I'm not an SMU fan. I've never been an SMU fan. I mean, I, I, I've never not liked them. Don't get me wrong. I grew up a Longhorn fan, but when Dykes was hired following June Jones, I thought it was a lateral move at best too. And Chad. I am happy to Chad, eat Chad, pro. Chad. I think you prefer. I think you're referring to uh, Chad Moore. Was it Chad Moore? Was it? I thought it was Chad, then June, then uh, Sonny. No, no, no. I finished off with June, and then Chad came in um, after okay. that. Then they went to Sonny. Okay. Well, still, I thought those were three lateral moves. I didn't think anything was significantly better in all three moves. Fair point. So <laughs> and that's why I guess I thought there was an overlap between June and, and uh, going from June to Sunny because it was just seemed like a, like a nothing move to get Chad Morris and nothing against Chad. Right, just, right, right. you know, I just, it wasn't a, a greatest hire. And I thought the same thing about Sonny Dykes. I mean, it just, he, he didn't impress me at Cal uh, and coming in, I thought, you know, it's just somebody to hire just to hire right now. But, you know, like you said, kind of proved us wrong and, uh, they're, they're, they're doing great things, man. Second time ranked under his tenure. Um, and you know, we were, we talked last week just to kind of get some familiarity with each other before we started this podcast, which by the way, uh, is going to be kind of a two part thing each week where we're going to preview a game, uh, as well as recap, uh, what we just saw kind of like a day after not so knee jerk, knee jerk reaction. Um, but 
uh, going into last week, we were kind of, you know, wondering and, and worried about a, a couple of things going against Navy. You know, it's just in 2019, they went into Navy ranked uh, and undefeated and you know, they, they lost. Um, and it looked like it was going to happen again. And we were worried about some trickeration and lo and behold, that's kind of what, how it started off. I mean, we got that fourth down play, uh, that was trying to draw them offside. They didn't, they didn't throw the flag, but it, it worked luckily, uh, to Reggie Robertson. And, you know, it, 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 it kind of just, <laughs> uh, got away from them for half a second. Uh, just talk about what you saw right, over there. Right. Um, kind of. For me, going into it, that was kind of what I was expecting. Um, as well as we are playing, I know we have some growth to be had on the defensive side of the ball. Me being a defensive guy, I'm a lot more familiar with it than the offensive side of the ball. But just sitting and watching, I do feel like um, we've had some times where we've kind of shot ourselves in the foot with just being undisciplined, especially, you know, off that back end. And then just, you know, missing a lot of tackles and, of course, playing Navy, a team who loves to run the ball. I was a little worried going into it saying, you know, if we don't tighten this stuff up, if we're not better at our tackling, if we're not as disciplined as we need to be, we're going to go out here and get embarrassed. And, you know, crazy enough, you look up and we're down, you know, 21-7. And it's like, whoa, 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 what just happened? Granted, you know, the defense didn't give up one of those touchdowns on the, um, the sack fumble. Mm -hmm. But I definitely think that the that third touchdown, which is that pass straight down the middle, was definitely just um, part of just not being as disciplined as we should have been. And that was my fear going into it. But um, luckily, I feel like it served more as a wake-up call than it had to be, you know, us actually losing the game and then trying to jump on these things and get them corrected. Yeah, so let's, to recap what happened in that first half, you know, you had the 66-yard touchdown from uh, Mordecai, to uh, uh, Roberson Jr. Uh, and again, that was on a fourth down, trying to draw him offside. It just worked out, luckily. Mm -hmm. uh, and then just both teams just kind of feeling each other out afterward. And then they had a 23-yard run by Chance Warren for Navy. And that was some sloppy-ish tackling. I felt like it was more of Warren than anything, than the, uh, the, the defense not being able to finish off the tackles. I thought he just you know, lowered his shoulders, right. Kept his momentum going and, uh, get lower on the, on the, uh, uh, on that point of attack and being able to get into the end zone. And then that second quarter, just, uh, that was, that was where you had, you had Navy driving. They, they started the, the quarter with the ball and then they had the fake into the toss over the top to, I'm not going to pronounce his name right, but the tight end up the seam, it was wide open. Nobody was there 37 yards. And, Navy's, you know, up 14 to seven. And then you had the fumble, the strip sack fumble return by Diego Fago for 20 yards. And it's 21 to seven in a blink of an eye, basically. Luckily, Absolutely. Ryan Matthew found something and hit that hole for 95 yards and SMU just kind of right back in it. And then SMU gets the touchdown from Trey Siggers uh, late in the first half. And we're 21-21 after two quarters, which... To me, that felt like a win uh, at that point, considering what Navy could have done with that lead uh, had, you know, they stopped uh, Massey on that kickoff return and then they forced them to punt or force another turnover. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that could have snowballed even more. But, um, you know, Sonny Dykes after the game even said that was the wake-up call that they needed. Um, you know, it sparked them. And after they were on their heels, they kind of got back up off the mat and uh, put their head down and went back to work. 
And that was what was that was what excited me about this team. You know, it's always easy to, you know, to root for them or it's, it's easy to go out there and play hard when things are kind of going your way. I don't think we've been in a hole like that, you know, at this point in the season. No. And so, um, you know, to to see them, you know, have their backs up against the wall. And like Sonny said, it was a wake up call. And then to respond the way that they did really made me feel good. And I, I was saying it, you know, after that, um, after Navy scored that 21st point, saying, all right, guys, you know, you're, you're in it. This is what it is. This is when you find out who you are. And then, as you mentioned, Massey comes back with the big return. And then, you know, we get the ball back and we had a long drive down the field and a punch mm-hmm. it in, you know, running it. That was very encouraging and exciting to see. And like you said, going into halftime, it's like, I'll take that. Didn't yeah. start out how we wanted it to, although, you know, it was, for me, like I said, kind of expected a little bit, but to bounce back the way that we did definitely made me feel a lot more comfortable it being tied at half. Yeah, uh, and kind of going back to our expectations of the game, we knew Navy was going to run heavy. I mean, that's just what Navy does. They they did it to UCF the week before, came back and held them to no points in the fourth quarter and scored 17. While So they were down 31 to 17 or 14 and scored 17 unanswered in the fourth to win. And it's still mostly running and then some plays that'll get you here and there. Um, so I was expecting SMU to, to want to play similar styles. I thought, you know, the encouraging fact that they scored, they went 350 against TCU. I thought, you know, this was the perfect week to just kind of give the same medicine back to what Navy does to everybody else. Um, and SMU Twitter was just irate at how much they hate playing against Navy or playing in Navy and Annapolis, <laughs> uh, snapping yep. a 23 year losing streak in that facility. I mean, it's, it's tough. I mean, last time SMU played Navy at home, you know, they won pretty handily and mm-hmm. it was to be expected this one, but going something about Annapolis, Maryland just is hard to just get your footing and get a, you know, a good vibe going. And I mean, my three, my three keys to this game beforehand was for the secondary to be ready. They were for the most part, but they get, they got, they got them once um, mm-hmm. counter with your own run. You know, I wanted to see more of Bentley. Maybe he just wasn't quite a hundred percent and they were going to limit his, his snap count. Uh, I wanted to see more of what he just had the two, two carries, right? Yeah, it was back-to-back run. I mean, one of them was a five-yarder immediately, and they put them into positive uh, rushing totals for the game, and that seemed encouraging. And then they hit they hit him again on the next play, and he got dropped for two-yard loss. Uh, but I wanted to see more yeah, of Trey Siggers. Yep. I liked what Tyler Levine did coming in as well as, a, as that uh, spellback. Uh, he reminds me so much of I Zach Lyon. I love Klein. him as a changeup. Yeah, he reminds me so much of Zach Lyon. I even put that on Twitter. I said, Tyler Levine is Zach Lyon. Changed my mind. They're the exact same player. <laughs> Absolutely. They're, they're, I it's, agree. it's the double arm wrap up. Just, I'm going to put my head and shoulders down. Come stop me. <laughs> That's it. So he's like, and then, uh, ball going through there. Yeah, absolutely. And that, the other one was just sweep the leg. I, I didn't want, uh, SMU to let up like they did last week against UCF, um, or USF, excuse me. Um, you know, considering that Navy had, had won, uh, the previous week on a 17-0 run in the fourth quarter, let me know that, you know, they're not a team that can be easily put away if you don't keep the, the, the pedal to the metal. And that was my concern. Um, and that's kind of what happened. You know, they, they, it seemed like they let up. They were just content with just letting the game play out as it was. And I wanted them to force the issue. I wanted them to run more and, um, you know, not have to rely on Tanner so much. And 
Uh, Tanner, for as good as he is, there's two things that drive me crazy about the kid so far. It's throwing off his back foot when it seems unnecessary. Always. Always. Um, I mean, he's had some highlight plays, but when he could step in and throw, he's probably got one of the livest arms, uh, at least in the uh, group of uh, five. I'm not going to say power, I mean, the, all of uh, NCAA, but I mean, he, he's got a cannon. But when he steps into it correctly, he gets his hips and his shoulders square and he's ready to throw it. But he saw that back foot. It's just, it flutters. It's, it's concerning. And it almost got picked off. And then the other thing is him holding the ball a, a little bit too long. And that, that's either long. where he gets into throwing it off his back foot or we had the first sack and it uh, ended up being a fumble. So that was my concern to going into the right. game. And damn, damn sure they almost uh, went the opposite direction. Right. Uh, um, he had one of those where he was holding it a little bit too long. I think it was on, it was third down. We were driving in. I can't remember. It had to be the third or fourth quarter. I want to say it was the fourth. And he kind of rolled um, from the broadcast. We rolled towards the bottom of the screen. Mm -hmm. And kind of, he's got the, the defender coming on. He kind of hits him with the pump that got the guy off the feet, but he's still holding the ball. And I'm like, yeah. dude, we got to throw this thing away. I think that was when we got a field goal out of that or something. But I'm right there with you as far as just holding that ball just a little bit too long for comfort. But, you know, it, it's we just gave up our first sack of the season. So it, it's yeah. clearly something that he's struggled with and it's been working. <laughs> it has been working. and But it's not going to work when you go up against Houston. Uh, and it's definitely not going to work when you go up against Cincinnati. Those guys are going to eat him alive. Now, granted, the deep, uh, the offensive line is our best unit. I, I'll go ahead and say that. I've, even better than the, the receiving units out there. Mm -hmm. uh, it's good. Don't get me wrong. Uh, Roberson can easily be in the NFL right now. How do you? come out but i mean that offensive line to be one of the you know last four did not give up a sack five right. weeks into the season that's saying something i mean granted you haven't played against alabama and stuff like that but still i mean it's it, the, the five to six guys that they rotate in there all uh all game long just it, it keeps it strong and it keeps it um you know ready to to, to counter whatever stunt or whatever twist they may be uh, throwing at you um so, I, you know, it's, it's commendable to what to they've our done. Backs. What's up? And credit to our running backs as well. Um, yeah. They're, you know, part of that pass pro as well. So they've also yeah. been, you know, um, important in picking up these blitzes and helping helping make sure that, that we weren't able to give up a sack until this uh, most recent game. And so definitely yeah. um, something that they've been doing well. Um, one of my concerns, you kind of brought it up, you touched on it just a little bit, you know, speaking about when we go against Cincy, when we go against... Um, uh, Houston, and it's kind of like we get a different version of this team depending on who we're playing. And yeah. I kind of feel like we play up or down to our competition a lot, and that worries me going forward. And I think it even somewhat is reflected in the polls. You know, we we're six and zero, and we just moved up one spot. You know, now mm -hmm. we're at twenty three instead of twenty four today. But I think a lot of that has to do with we should be handily beating these teams that we are, you know, for the most part, barely kind of squeaking by. You look at um, Navy yesterday, you look at, you know, Louisiana Lafayette when we played them. And I think if we're going to really turn that corner and look at being competitive as a program, we have to go out there and perform day in, day out, regardless of, you know, who's lining up across from us. And play a whole game. I don't think we've played a whole game to date. That's that's exactly my my issue with the team i don't think it's necessarily playing down or up to a team i think it's there have been too many times this season already where they have not you can see for long stretches where they have not played a complete game at all yep. 
Uh, Abilene Christian, they only had, what, nine points after, or like six points yeah. or something like that after the first quarter against, you know, an yeah. FCS team? No. Uh, yeah, the, the scores had 56 to nine, but early on, they looked atrocious. I don't know what was happening in that game, but it just looked atrocious. North Texas got a, got a little thing. bit of, it took forever for that offense to get started. And I was, I even asked Dykes yeah. after the game, was there any consideration to get stone or green in there just to spark some offense? Cause up until that, it was almost a jailbreak where Tanner rolled, right? Found, uh, I can't remember exactly who it was. Maybe it's probably rice. And he scampered in for the end zone. They had done absolutely nothing to that point. It gave them, it gave them the lead and they were able to kind of build off of it, but it was awful. Same thing. against right. Louisiana tech. I think they were a little bit more evenly matched with Louisiana tech than a lot of people thought. Um, and the TCU, mm -hmm. they started off fast, but then again, just had lulls in there. Same thing with South Florida the week before got up 17, nothing. And then bam, it's 17 to 14 before you know it. And had a more competent quarterback been playing besides a true freshman, they would have lost hands yeah, down. I agree. I agree. Hands down. 100%. So, and they almost gave it away against Navy. I mean, again, had that 95 yard kickoff return not happened. I, I am worried what that would have done long-term for the game. Had they, would they have been able to put a drive together or would there have been any worry on Mordecai's part of be, be, being sacked now that it, it had happened, you know, those things kind of, I know they don't, right. it's, it's next play and you're, you're just worried about the moment, but those things do linger. I mean, I, I've talked to athletes off record plenty of times and I, I'm not going to say I'm a cute, I'm, I'm, I'm an athlete myself. You know, I played in high school and, and all through the years leading up to that and everything. You think about some stuff sometimes. I mean, it gets to you. So it's it's not to say that we're we're robots or y'all are robots and you move on to the next play. No, something will linger in the back of your mind. It's like, all right, what happened this last time that I have to look out for? And then it can cloud the mind a little bit. I mean, it's just, it, that's well, the so worries part. It's a little weird. It's a little weird. And I, I will say it is, you know, one snap and clear. You have a bad snap. And you don't think about it until it comes up again. Uh, you brought up the sack, right? Okay, gave up a sack, no big deal. Now, if Tanner starts to get sacked, you know, two, three, four, five more times in that game, now everybody's kind of looking around. Now maybe Tanner's un uncomfortable in the pocket and all of that mm -hmm. stuff. So I think it's one of those things where, you know, once it happens, it really is one snap and clear. But if it happens again, it's like, okay, hold on, wait a minute. Now, you know, is this, is this who we really are? Is this what we're really about? And to your point with the kickoff return, I think it's a lot of that same stuff. That kind of stuff puts doubt in the opposing team as well. Navy's sure. thinking, oh, here we go. These guys aren't that good. And then, you know, we turn around and answer like that. So that puts a little doubt in there. Like, well, crap. You know, just when we think we're getting some footing, we turn around and, you know, give it back a little bit. And yep. so I definitely think um, you're, you're spot on with that kickoff return did change the tide of the game 100%. No, it didn't give us the lead. No, it didn't even tie us up. However, it sparked us. It got mm -hmm. us rolling. It gave us some energy. It gave us some momentum that we were able to hold on to and carry. Yeah. And uh, to that point, I mean, that's what worries me is that they need that spark, that, that big play. Like you, can, you can't get that every game. I, I mean, opponents are going to key in on that. I mean, better opponents will not allow you to have those big plays all the time. And what happens then? That's my biggest concern with this, with this program. And they can go as far as they want if they keep the pedal to the metal, you know, for the first time this season, all the game long, but you know, you get those lulls, it, it'll kill you. I mean, look at Texas yesterday, you know, they were right. enjoying a huge lead. I, I tuned in at 35, 17 and I saw six points after that, or excuse me, let me rephrase that 13 points after that. 
uh, it was it was it was nuts what Oklahoma did because Texas decided right. to to not feed the rock right. I mean, they were just running simple little dive plays that for uh, Bijan Robinson. That's not going to win you games. Same thing with with uh, with SMU. It's just that's that's you got to you got to just step on the throat, sweep the leg, whatever you, you want to call it. Just you can't get in. You can't get into the position where you're trying not to lose. You have to play exactly. win, period. You, all the time. You and, go out there and try not to lose. And that's going to be my concern. I'm glad they're getting the bye week. So they're going to get Bentley. If Bentley was only going to get two touches, I wish he wouldn't have suited up. Just keep him out. Don't even let him get those two Agreed. licks in. Because um, you, you have Agreed. this open week now where you, you get, what, 12 days off? So he would have had another day off. Mm-hmm. Not have to worry about those two hits. And then you're going to play Tulane on ESPN. In, uh, in on Thursday on the 21st, my worries because how bad Tulane has looked so far a little bit that they're going to look ahead to Houston and not you know do that full 60 minutes that we're, we're we we're talking about. They're going that they deserve exactly. They're they're going to Agreed. be at home. They're going to be feeling really good about themselves. And it's just is there going to be enough of a lull to where it you know it sinks them because you know they're they're thinking that okay we've got Tulane uh, you know this one's in the bag and let's look let's start thinking about Houston I know that doesn't happen on the sideline but it just human nature will always take over no matter how robotic it's human you try nature to act. absolutely so absolutely that's just my that's concern where the coaching staff comes in at yeah that's where the coaching staff comes in at um you touched on the offensive line um in that Navy game can we talk about the defensive line real quick oh my what goodness were your, what were your thoughts I so I was worried for sure when uh the oh he's i just blanked completely the defensive lineman who went out i was worried once he went out uh newman when newman went out Mm -hmm. i thought that was going to be a problem because i didn't know how serviceable our backups were and being having to have bulk snaps you know rotating them in and everything like that getting fresh legs you know, that's Levitt's thing. And he wants to make sure every, everybody's fresh as much as they can be to be his most effective. Right. But, when, but Mike Williams and uh, uh, Shane Haley. And, I'm sorry. I said Chapman. Woo. Chapman. Chapman, too. The defensive line was amazing. That front yeah. seven was outstanding the entire game. To limit, they played great. They to played limit great. Navy to less almost half of what they usually average uh running that's huge that just shows you that i mean no team can run mm-hmm. on uh, no team that wants to really go after them uh on the ground is going to have a great success you know because everybody else is going to be spread and uh trying to mix it up here and there navy's they're just want to run it and they're going to throw it when they're when they're opportunistic about it but yeah i i mean the the program gave the entire defense game balls or you know defensive player of the week this week on twitter uh it was earlier today yep, they announced yep. that and I, I mean i i just i loved what i saw they were active you know they were getting granted it's, uh, a lot of the pressure that they got was because of the way the blocking scheme on a triple option works but they they finished of off of course you got it your one guy has come in clean somewhat but yeah they, that's what i liked about it you saw kind of that nastiness that grit in the ones you know they were in there making plays they weren't just falling in the guys. They weren't just, you know, even when they were getting attacked, they weren't getting driven back. Those guys were down there battling. And I felt like they made a statement, you know, as a unit, you know, as mm-hmm. that, that front seven, like you said, hey, we're not here to be played with. We're not here where you think you're just going to, you know, run over us and, and do whatever you want to do. 
we're here. We're, we're here to play. We're here to, to let y'all know what's up. So I was definitely impressed and excited watching those guys play yesterday for sure. Um, but yeah, I 100% agree with you. I mean, Shane Haley, uh, Delano Robinson, uh, Bo Denbo. I mean, I, the way those guys yeah. came up in support of a three, that was the most impressive thing I think is that they went mostly three down line. No, they were just yep. three down linemen to against their five, six, and still, you know, had numbers of tackles for losses. I mean, we had eight as a team, uh, got three sacks, you know, it, it just phenomenal work up, up front in that, fir- in that front seven. Again, that's, that's a great unit. I think that front seven is, is activated. They've been, they've been strong pretty much all season long. It's always been the, the secondary has been the concern. Uh, that's what you and I talked about mm-hmm. last week, you know, ahead of the game before we, you know, did this first episode is that, you know, secondary is the, 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 the weak link right now, I think in the entire team, but uh, yeah, that Mm -hmm. I I just, I I can't, I can't state it enough. How, how much joy I got seeing white jerseys in the, in the, in the backfield making tackles and disrupting the play. Yeah. It was just, it was all game long. Yeah, it was great. It was great, man. Um, um, like I said, something to build on. You know, we definitely got got a lot of a lot of things we need to improve on. But I definitely think that was a bright spot. They're going to be, you know, happy and proud of themselves watching that game film back today, hundred percent. Yeah, and then, oh man, that we could have. I I'm just not remembering. We could have had the lead going into halftime uh, actually, because we had that field goal that went that was. It was a bad. Field goal attempt, but that tall kid, Brendan Hall, the six eight dude. Oh, because we got the penalty. That's right. We had that false start that penalty. We got the penalty and got moved back. Yep, by yep, five yep. yards. And so they brought out the six eight kicker. And the announcers, man, they were they were they were kind of laughing. And he said he kicked the floor before he kicked the ball, which is probably true. I mean, six yeah, eight, it's kind of it's probably hard first. to kick it. But uh, that I mean, they he, they say he has the leg for days, and he's good at kickoffs. But I would not try him again at uh, uh, field goals because. <laughs> It was low, and had had they you know been ready for it, they probably could have blocked it and scooped and scored, um, and turned mm-hmm. it the other way. It's just there's one thing I've I've enjoyed about Sonny Dykes' tenure is that it's not a lot of questionable decision making. Uh, that one was kind of questionable. I just let Mazza try. You know, you brought him in from mm-hmm. Washington State for a reason. You know, Brandon Hall's a nice little story for being six eight, being the tallest, but that type of situation again that could have been. By the time we uh, that play was over, worst case scenario, we could have been looking at twenty eight twenty one going in the other way. So, right, and who right, knows right, how that right. changes out after after the game? I mean, it's just that that was the most questionable one I've had uh, for Sonny this season. I can't recall anything worse so far. But again, again, I'm not a huge I've I've not paid attention a lot to SMU football before last year. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it's. It, it was a good win. Par, I, I can say that's pretty on par. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a good guy uh, off the field and talking with him and he seems to have a good pulse of what's going on with his team. You know, he's not a hands-off coach or anything like that. So it's again, the, when the, when that's your most, that's your biggest question mark uh, or coaching this, uh, decision that you made, I'll live with that. You know, you still got the win and you know, it's right. It's, just you know, it's concerning. It's like, oh boy, had that been lower and they blocked it and scooped it, that you know, you're 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 scratching your head, wondering like, come on, Sonny, what are you doing, man? 
<laughs> Absolutely. Haven't had that situation, like you said, come up too often. And so when you do get those questionable decisions, they they don't linger because like you said, we haven't been in it where it is the worst case scenario that happens from it. But you are 100% right with that as far as, you know, that, that could have changed the tide of the game potentially. It could have. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it just, it was a workman, workman-like win, uh, more so than it was the week before uh, against USF. Um, I don't know what it is about playing in at Annapolis, man. I mean, you you can speak to that, correct? Well, uh, when I went up there, it was uh, cold and rainy and windy. So I, outside of that, I couldn't tell you anything else. <laughs> really? I mean, it's not like an atmosphere thing or just something about the air that just, you know, weighs you down or something. I mean, it would just, I mean, you have the experience in playing up there. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm on Twitter and seeing everybody else like me, like, what is, what is it with playing at Navy that sucks so much <laughs> for SMU? Right. No, like I said, my, my, my experience, it was, it was a cold, stormy, windy day. And it was, so I couldn't even say it was the atmosphere because I don't think there were a ton of fans given the weather conditions, mm-hmm. but once again, given the weather conditions, we just we we weren't in a position to to play well that day, to say the least. Interesting. And if I'm not mistaken, Morstead even had a punt that game, and the wind was so tough. I I'm not even sure if the punt made it ten or fifteen yards past the line of scrimmage. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, those are the worst punts. I've I've seen a number of those in high school football, um, where you're punting into the wind and it goes you know, five yards. I've even seen negative 10 yard punts. It's just, that's a tough, that's a tough to uh, decision to make. Like, do you trust to punt into the wind or not? Yeah. Um, right. no, it's just, I, I'm glad they got that monkey off their back. Though. Yeah. I'm, sh- I'm sure it was. <laughs> oh man. All right. Um, anything else, man, that you, you, you thoughts on like kind of closing thoughts on the game uh, that you want to get by and just, what I guess you would hope they would improve or look forward to doing against Tulane in you know, 10 days or 12 days, whatever it is. Ideally, I'm hoping, um, like we said, we are more, more disciplined defensively. You know, I saw a couple of those guys, as you mentioned at secondary, we've got a lot of work to do and it's not from lack of talent. I think it's just a matter of, you know, attention to detail. You know, these guys need to, I think, have a little more emphasis on where their eyes are going, where their hands are going, where their help is coming from in a particular coverage, things of that nature, keeping your leverage right, all those type of things. Because as we continue to work our way through the season and we keep stacking up these wins, ideally, we can't get to Cincinnati and have those. We can't beat ourselves. If they're going to beat us, they, we got to make them beat us. We can't go out there and bust coverages or miss tackles or be out leveraged or things of that nature. And so hopefully if they've gotten anything from this Navy game, um, understand you can trust your front seven, especially when it comes to that, you know, that run game. And um, just, just do your job, do your job, counting your teammates to do their jobs. And um, that's defensively, offensively, I would say we've just got to, we got to play a full game, you know, got to play a full game, got to make sure they're, you know, disciplined as well, their assignment sound, and just, you know, come out there with that swag. We, we've all seen flashes of what this team could be at certain points in the game. I'm ready for them to put it together for four full quarters so we can see, you know, that full potential finally, finally on the field. I mean, I don't think you could say any better than that. Uh, I mean, speaking of your history of being a, a DB, 
in the program and everything like that, knowing what to look for. Uh, you know, that's that's always going to be the biggest concern right now. They're they're trying to put it together, but it's just they're kind of out of position or don't have the right leverage or you know the, the uh, dropping their hips right enough and. It's 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 I know it's the it's a tough position to play, um, especially when the games evolve to, you know, really uh, benefit the offense, the the spread attack. So I mean, you know, SMU is taking advantage of that, uh, and other teams are doing it as well. It's just it's frustrating when you have you know guys who are coming in, you know, transfers or being touted up as you know big deals in the secondary, and you know you're constantly seeing them chasing down a guy from behind, uh, who's gotten one or two steps yep. past you or you miss a tackle or whatever. It's just, come on, man. Just you're here for a reason. We need you to perform at the level that, you know, you're, you were expected to perform at your previous school. You need to bring that here. So, um, you know, mm-hmm. likewise, I want to see, 100%. I want to see a full 48 from the offense uh, or not 48, but uh, 60 from the offense. Uh, that's definitely been missing. I hope that we get a, um, a 100%, maybe even 95% uh, Ulysses Bentley, the fourth next time out. Trey Sigurds did okay. Uh, 14 for 49 is, is uh, it's not lighting it up, but um, I mean, they did well enough. 2.8 uh, yards per carry is not, not good, but um, you know, it is what it is. Hopefully, hopefully they and get a little more balance. Because watching when, when you watch the game, and maybe it was just me, but it felt like we rushed for more yards than what we actually rushed the ball for. Was that just me? Yeah, I mean, you had the two miscues. You had some tackle for losses early on in the game. Like I said, when when Bentley got in, his first rush put him over positive yards, and that was, what, mid to late first quarter? Or was that in the second quarter? I can't even remember. But it was... It was I want to say that was the second quarter. So, yeah. So, it took us until the second quarter to get positive yardage. And then it started rolling a little bit, but I mean, it, it looked like tough sledding. Uh, and I yeah. thought that they, you know, having all three in the backfield uh, and then the escapability of Mordecai would allow them to rack up more than 80 yards. So it's, uh, it's definitely mm-hmm. weird to see. Um, uh, they ran, they ran a lot um, 29 times, but uh, I, I saw early on that it was, it, it was, a, it was a struggle for them. So hopefully, Hopefully they bounce back against Tulane. They're able to put it all together. And, um, you know, we're not questioning, you know, the play of some unit or anything like that. And we're, uh, we're good to go and kind of, you know, brush them off, put them to the side, and, uh, start looking forward to Houston. Cause that's going to be a good one down in H town. Absolutely. I'm excited, man. All right, man. Well, I think this is going to wrap it up for our first uh, episode. I thought it went pretty well. We got some, uh, we got some kinks to work out. We're good. We'll get it there. But I appreciate everybody who's tuned in to Believe in SMU podcast. This is episode number one. Again, my name is Stephen Peters. I am the publisher, writer, extraordinaire for SMU Rivals. My my uh, partner in crime over there, who's a uh, quasi neighbor. Um, actually, we both live here in the colony. We'll uh, hopefully get together and work uh in the same room that way we can kind of vibe a little bit better um uh more than the, when the episodes come out but that's brian mccann just go ahead and sign us out and we'll uh we'll leave it there man sounds good appreciate you guys for tuning in all right man have a good one and i appreciate everybody who's listening thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform 
Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.